Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, May 30th. I'm Jack Vaughn. Nevada will pay Parker Executive Search $60,000 plus expenses for the Wolfpack's AD search, $30,000 of which has already been transferred. Preliminary interviews start in two weeks, which puts the hire at roughly early June, per Nevada Sportsnet's Chris Murray. Potential candidates include former UC Santa Barbara AD Mike Masseri, Montana State AD Leon Costello, Nebraska Senior Deputy AD and former UIC AD Garrett Classy, McNeese State AD Heath Schroyer, UMBC AD Brian Barrio, former Miami and Maine AD Blake James, and UCLA Senior Associate AD for External Relations Josh Rebholtz. Interim Dartmouth AD Peter Roby believes whomever follows him in Hanover now has a good facilities roadmap, saying, We commissioned a study on our facilities and how we can better use space. Some of them were built 60, 70, 80 years ago and before we sponsored 35 teams. Over time, the use of those facilities has changed and the needs of teams has evolved. We got input from some architectural firms so that if the college had the money and was prepared to use it, here's what's recommended. It's information that would help inform whatever decisions might be made in the future. Roby believes the college needs to further consider how it celebrates student-athletes and the student-athlete experience, as well as focus on growing revenues, not just cutting expenses. Further, he says, We've got to compensate all our coaches better, especially the assistants, because they're the ones out on the road recruiting. If you're turning over your assistants every two or three years, it's hard to develop continuity with knowing how admissions works and knowing the talent needed to compete in the league. Texas took home the women's rowing title for the second straight year. Longhorns head coach Dave O'Neill says, As long as we stay internal and focus on our thing, the results should go our way. With rowing, how do I say this? There are no NIL deals. It's people doing it just wanting to go hard, go fast, and wanting to be a part of a team. Meanwhile, the ACC added another national championship on the year with North Carolina finishing undefeated and winning the women's lacrosse title with a narrow 12-11 triumph over Boston College. Tar Heels head coach Jenny Levy says, We knew it was going to be tough and go down to the wire. It doesn't surprise me that it was a one-goal game. We've lost a lot of one-goal games this crew over the past couple of years in the Final Four game, so it was nice to be on the other side of it. And I always think if you can lose a one-goal game, you can win a one-goal game. That's what was going through my mind. This was a total team effort this year from our stars on stage all the way through our roster. So I'm just incredibly proud and grateful at the moment. Syracuse AD John Wildhack earned $706,000 in 2020 per the institution's latest 990. Orange football head coach Dino Babers was tops at the university with nearly $4 million in compensation. Men's basketball head coach Jim Beheim stacked $2.6 million. President Kent Severud was paid $1.3 million. Former women's basketball head coach Quentin Hillsman got $781,000. And football defensive coordinator Tony White made $711,000. The latest from West Virginia AD Shane Lyons on if the Mountaineers are at a disadvantage on the NIL front. He says, 
Everybody can make excuses, but we have advantages. We have 1.8 million people in this state that are very passionate about West Virginia athletics. We may be a small state, but there are a lot of people behind West Virginia without any pro teams and other Power 5 institutions within the state. We compete at the highest levels and I don't expect name, image, and likeness to be anything different. The media wants to report on the huge, huge deals, but that's not the reality. That may be 1% of the student athletes in college sports that get six or seven figure deals. I don't see a lot of Fortune 500 companies jumping into that, so that's not impacting us because we don't have Fortune 500 companies here. If you really look at it, it's corporations and it's individuals that are considered boosters that have supported your program in the past. New Mexico State supporter Paul Grindstaff, founder of A Mountain Sports, the collective supporting New Mexico State student-athletes, says, 10 years ago, the thing in the arms race was, okay, we need an indoor practice facility. Everybody's getting an indoor practice facility. Obviously, NMSU doesn't have one. We didn't get one. After that, it was awesome lockers, stainless steel lockers. We didn't get those. After that, it was the team room and the recruiting lounge. Those are really big ticket items, and if it's an arms race, we're going to lose. But with NIL, we can rally community leaders. We can bring supporters in. We can make a significant attempt at something that would make it really worthwhile for a student athlete that's not a seven-figure high ticket item. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, May 30th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in later this afternoon.